so happy that you are with me today as we continue to open up God's Word. Before Christmas, we were studying about the Holy Spirit, and we stopped for a couple of weeks to talk about the, the wonderful truths about the coming of Christ. So we want to pick that back up today on the Holy Spirit and talk about the difference the Holy Spirit can make in our lives. And when we're talking the last time about the Holy Spirit, we were, we were using the passage in Ephesians where the scripture says, be filled, be being filled with the spirit, not drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. And so I want to go back and pick up where we were there and continue to talk about it. We're talking about how the spirit of God makes a difference in the individual life of the believer. Once we come into relationship with Christ, God's spirit comes to reside in us and, and, and he is in us and with us. And we have his strength. But the question is, if we're going to be controlled by the Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit. But you see, for a long time, I had the Holy Spirit, but I didn't really know how to let him have me. And I came to know Christ as a boy, but I was close to 30 years old and a preacher when I really came to understand that Christ's Spirit wanted to control me and fill me and enable me. And I served God with all of my heart, and I worked as hard as I could for Christ, and I prayed hard, and I witnessed to lots of people, and I preached the best I knew how, and there was a lot of disappointments in that time because I was doing it in my strength. I was sincere, but you see, sincerity is never enough either before you become a Christian or after you become a Christian, and I was in need of understanding that God had put his spirit in me that he might work through me and fill me and empower me and enable me and control me. So as I became, was able to understand that, and there are really some things that we have to do if we're going to really let Christ be controlling us on a day-by-day -day basis. Maybe you've never really understood that or come to that place where you just, as a believer in Christ, you know you have Christ, you know he's your Lord, you've trusted him, but you've never really come to that place where you just said, Lord, I want to be totally controlled by you, I want to be filled by you on a daily basis. I know you've controlled me at times, but and this doesn't mean you'll be perfect, you'll be far from perfect, you'll still fail, and you'll have to renew that request to be filled. But first of all, we have to really confess all sin, every known sin in our life. We can't be really controlled by the Spirit unless we are willing to deal with and, and confess and get right every, everything that's in our life that's wrong. That's wrong. So... First of all, what we need to do is, is just ask the Holy Spirit to show us the sins in our lives. The best way to do it is to just get a piece of paper and make a list. As, and, and here you're not trying to think back all the sins of your whole life. Christ forgave you of all of that when you trusted Christ, and he even forgave you as far as your salvation is concerned for your future sins. But we're not talking about relationship here. We're talking about his power and presence and fellowship. So maybe there are attitudes you need to get right, the habits you need to overcome, inner feelings that are contrary and opposite to the will of God. Maybe there are people you need to get right with. I don't know. It was, it's like a song we used to sing in the little church I attended when I was a boy, nothing between my soul and the Savior. And that's what we have to come to the point where there's nothing that stands between us and Christ. If we're going to be filled and controlled by his presence, then there has to be nothing that stands in the way, nothing that's not right that we know of. Now, I will confess to you this. 
that I have, I have done just what I'm telling you to do and ask the Lord to fill me, and he has, and control me, and he has, and then later I failed in a sin, so I had to ask him again to take full control. But I'll have to admit, it's known sin. You see, there are always things in our lives that we're not aware of that are not, are not pleasing to God. If he hit us with all of them at one time, we would be overwhelmed. But he, as a believer, he, he, as we grow, he points his finger at certain things that we have to deal with that we've never noticed before. So I'm just asking you to think about anything in your life that you know is not right with God and ask him to forgive you and cleanse you and take him at his word that he did when you ask him. Secondly, there has to be a complete commitment to let God's spirit, Jesus in his spirit, take full control in your life. Let's just imagine that you invited somebody to be a guest in your home and you said, here's the bedroom where you can sleep. Here's where the towels are. Here's the, ref here's the refrigerator. You give them a key to the house. You tell them to make themselves at home. Our house is your house. But then you come home one day to find your guest in your bedroom. He's going through your personal records. He's reading your old love letters, your tax reports, your personal will. You clear your throat and try to be as calm as you can as you say, are you looking for something that I can help you with? But by the tone of his voice, you're really asking, what are you doing here? You have no business in my personal papers. The guest replies, no, thank you. I don't need any help. I was just curious about your personal affairs and thought these things would be interesting reading. But this time, you probably can't control your anger, and you have no business prying into my personal papers, and that's not things you should be looking at. Well, I don't understand. You said I would make myself at home, that this home was my house. Well, I didn't mean that you were to pry into my personal affairs. You see, that's what we're saying when we're saying to Jesus, I want your spirit to take control of every part of me. You can pry in my personal affairs. You can dig deep into the parts of me and control areas that I've never turned over to you before. And I want you to live in my life. I want you to control my mind and my thinking, my emotions and my feelings, and my will and my choosing. I don't want to give every room and every part of me to you. And you see, he deserves and demands every corner of space if we're going to let him be in control of our lives. So <clears throat> I think that's important for us to recognize. Years ago, some ministers were planning a big citywide evangelistic crusade, and they met to select the preacher that would do it, and they wanted to have Dwight Moody, who was an evangelist at that time and a great man of God, and, and people felt like he was really controlled by the Spirit. One minister on the committee was holding out for another preacher to get him, in that exasperation, he said, Moody, Moody, Moody. That's the only name you seem to know. Does Moody have a monopoly on the Holy Spirit? And one of the others said, no, but it seems that the Holy Spirit has a monopoly on Moody. And that's what we're talking about. Is he merely resident in you or is he president in you? Is he in control? The word full really indicates what complete commitment is. The Bible says that after Jesus told them that he was going away in John 16, they were filled with sorrow. They were consumed with sorrow. They were so hurt, so so broken. They were permeated with it. They were dominated with it. In Luke 11, 6, in, in, I'm sorry, in Luke 6, 11, after Jesus presented his claims as Messiah, the people were filled with madness. They were totally captured by a feeling of rage. You can see full means being totally captured by some emotion, power, or influence. And when we're filled with the Spirit, it means that we are captive to the whole, to, to the Spirit of God in, in, in a total way. 
And we're going to pick that up tomorrow. And I hope you'll be with me as we continue to talk about the Spirit.